Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, it's time for another version of Coach Speak. Now, this is becoming a hugely popular program, and if you guys are new to it, you're going to want to talk to the thousands and thousands of people that have watched the two previous episodes. Go back, get caught up. This thing's only going to grow bigger, and it's going to grow bigger because you're going to tell other people and you're going to pass it around. Moreover, it's just a lot of fun. That's Corey. That's Ira. I'm Jeff. Let's listen to coaches say stupid things. Let's let's do that together, and then we'll comment on that. Right? They Is may, that a fair descriptor? They may not all be stupid things. That's, they may that's just fair. you know interesting, insightful, are, are confusing. There's some confusing stuff in there too. I'm sure. <laughs> Amusing, interesting. Uh, there you go. There you worthy go. of listening to mm, and commenting yeah. on. There you insightful. go. Insightful. Ben. Who do we have first, good sir? It's kind of amazing that we've done three of these now, and this is the first time that we'll be sharing Mike Gundy, but uh, his team oh, had boy. a 33-7 to loss. South oh. Alabama, Yeah, this was from Monday's press conference, two different bits. He gets deep into an explanation in the first one, and then in the second one he says he thinks that his team doesn't have any problems. Pass protection issues maybe then more, um, more concerning through these three games? So I've been done doing this long enough, and I've known y'all long enough, and I'm just going to tell you the way it is. Half of them were bad. Half of them was because they knew we were throwing passes. Okay? You and I are equal. you got to block me. I know you're throwing a pass. I don't care about this gap. I am coming up the field. Or I am running to you, and I'm swatting and ripping, or I'm spinning and doing whatever, because I don't have to worry about a run because I know you're throwing a pass. Hard on you, easy on me. Half of the time. The other half, support protection. Got to be better. The minor problems, clearly, you get those worked out. Mm-hmm. The major problems, can they be fixed? I don't think we have majors. I mean, I'm just being honest. I mean, um, I'm going to be able to give you a really good thought three weeks from now. Mm. Um, the, let me go back now. What we, what we did out there uh, Saturday was ugly. I'm not saying anything other than that, but I'm saying it's not – I don't see it as a major issue. I see it – when I watched the tape, I looked. I felt a lot better than I did when I went home. Let's put it that mm. way. I think everything that we're doing we can improve in, enough to, to play and compete and give ourselves a chance to win games. Okay. Do you think he believes what he's saying? No. There was no conviction there at all. It was no. Of course, he doesn't believe what he's saying. I don't, Jeff. Before we talk about the 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 context of what he was saying, is that his real hair? Okay, so I'm glad you asked me. Uh, for people that do not know that are watching Coach Beak and they've never listened to Seminole Headlines, Jeff Cameron Show, Wake Up War Chant, whatever it might be, 
I'm kind of famously known as a guy that can snuff out a wig or a weave from a mile away. Yeah. You're a, you're a hair truther. I, yeah. I am a hair truther as I For am. For a good old. reason. Yeah. I remember the, uh, the, the gutting I first felt when I recognized the baldness that was uh, looming. And so I want others to experience my pain and yeah. I don't want them to be able to get out of Dodge and fake it with this weave and this nonsense. Yeah. I'm having a hard time believing that it's not his real hair, Corey. Let me tell you why. If that's a wig, it's the worst wig you've ever seen. It's, it's so bad that it – but that's what he wants you to think. This is going to be so bad and goofy looking. Nobody's going to think I did this on purpose. But it's working. It's like the bigger the lie. Yeah, you true. man has got such bad hair that you would say, well, there's no way he'd walk out of the house with this cartoon on his head. What, yes. I mean, there's no way. That's got to be his real hair. Maybe he's just unfortunate. It's weird. I can't get a read on it, and I'm frustrated. I don't I think it's the color words, of his guys. hair. I don't hear his words. I'm staring at his hair. It's tough, and I think most people in that room are doing the same thing. And apparently his players are too when they should be playing the game and looking at who they're supposed to cover. They're looking at his hair. I just – getting back to uh, the topic at hand, <laughs> I don't know how – you've lost 33-7 to South Alabama yeah. at Oklahoma State, and you sit there and say you don't have any pro big problems. I don't know, man. I just – it's weird to me. This is the guy who, you know, had the reputation, you know, 10 years ago for I'm 40, I'm a man, and, like, the passion. And now he's he just comes across like, I don't know, man, like somebody that got your order wrong at a restaurant. Like, I don't know, you know. Yeah, you wanted the, the double order of fries, <laughs> but we got you the coleslaw. But it's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll fix it. It wasn't a big deal. Like, also, I mean, you're well, getting paid a lot of money, buddy. The, the second, the second uh, clip about we, we don't have any big problems was weird enough. The first clip, and look, man, he's had some great offenses. We know he can coach. But the stuff he's saying about they knew we were passing half the time, well, when it's third and 13, everybody knows you're passing. I don't understand what his point was there. Have they, the, Every game he's coached in Oklahoma State, the defensive linemen have never known a pass was coming? That doesn't make any sense. Like, that can't be the reason you're getting – of course it's easier when you know it's third and 13 they're going to pass. But every offense in the country deals, deals with that with every that. week. Hey, Ira nailed it at the end. The end of his last comment is all you need to know. Ira, he has made a lot of money. He's been there yeah. a long time. I mean, look at the weight. Look at what he can afford to put on his head. My, so, my man has no concerns about your frustrations. None. <laughs> no, at all. None. So, so when he when he does when he's done, like when he either gets fired or whatever resigns, and he say he goes. Like, I don't know if he continues coaching. He may decide, you know what? I'm done. I'm just going to go sit on an island and drink boat drinks or whatever. With this awesome hair. What What yeah. does he do to the hair at that point? He does takes he... it off. He takes <laughs> it off. Hey. It, it throws it to an animal. It'll be the unveiling of what we've right. always wanted to know. If he unsnaps it and sits down <laughs> yeah, at a right. bar, we're going to be like, holy hell, it was a wig. It was. This whole time. Yeah. This whole time. But if you see him at 62 and it's gray and still ridiculous, you'd be like, you know, he's committed to the end. Dude, that's my issue with that's it. That's real hair. It's not so much what it looks like, although the that's a, a story on its own. The color of it, man. He's 55 years old. He said, I'm 40. 15 years. That was 15 years ago. I'm a man. I'm 40. He's 55 years old. And I know you're looking at two bald guys talking about in a – no offense, Ira, but a gray-haired guy that is balding, talking about some guy's <laughs> glorious mane. But it's because we're real life. You're looking at real life right here. Hey, Mike ben, Gundy is not real life. Ben, as you come back in to give us the next clip, uh, before you do, go ahead, pop back into the screen here, Ben. Look at that hair, guys. What do we think? <laughs> That's now, a ben, young man's ben, hair. Ben's 19 years old. Ben, 
What are we doing? Is that a perm? What's yeah. going on? Yeah. How do you it, do that? During COVID, it just started to curl. It used to not do this. So I don't know what's going on. I don't that was know one of the side effects of COVID. Or, they never yeah, told I guess you about so, it. But I love it. Looks great. You yeah, man, it does. You. Congrats. You grow it out, Ben. You grow that. You grow it out. Anyway, Enjoy it. What do we got next? No wig here. Uh, James Franklin, another guy that I'm kind of surprised we haven't featured yet. I feel like no matter what this answer he gives, he was going to find a way to work it in somehow. I don't know if coaches do that, but it really had nothing to do with the reporter's question. How does that juxtaposition work out when you're game prepping for a team that you've seen a lot and they've seen very little? Well, first of all, it's almost like opening um, on the road in the Big Ten. We've played Iowa more than anybody. Maybe, maybe you could make the argument part of maybe the best team in the West um, you know, over our time here at Penn State. You can make that argument. Um, so... So again, we love that, and we're appreciative of the Big Ten you know, for that. Um, I know it's random, random. <laughs> love that. Bravo! Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't understand the answer at all. It didn't sound like that was the que- that wasn't the question at all. I didn't quite yeah, understand the question. The question, the, the, question the question was, and I actually, uh, Ben and I talked about this one. The question was, I guess he's got new coordinators, or the coordinators he's got haven't played Iowa yet. So it was like, but you've got a lot of experience with Iowa, but, but they coordinators don't. don't. So how does that work, whatever? And then he goes into how the Big Ten keeps screwing them yeah, by yeah. sending them to Iowa. Yeah. But I don't think the whole thing is it's it's going to be a it's at Penn State. It's a, it's going to be a whiteout game. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know why he felt the need to to bring that up. And then also like I don't know I I don't know. I, I actually I will say this I've watched more James Franklin press conferences the last couple of years than I did earlier just because. I can't remember why I started. I saw one and I was like, I'm just kind of interested. He's got an interesting quality of, of being, he can be an ass, but kind of a funny ass. Yeah. Um, yeah and it's see that. right. And it's like, uh, he's like your buddy, like when, well, it might be us, but like when you have a buddy who is kind of an asshole, but he's funny. And yeah. like uh, yeah. James Franklin's got that vibe. And I think uh, I'm sure the big 10 offices love that uh, press conference. That's the way most people approach me and ask about Corey. Mm, they'll say right. things like he seems like an asshole but he's kind of funny and i'm like that's right. a good descriptor that's right a- yeah a, a perfect a perfect descriptor <laughs> you've been talking to shanna and brady again i mean good grief that's <laughs> my ex-wife and my son i was gonna say uh they did start on the road though they did start at illinois last week so i think that's what he was referring to is their their big 10 opener is always on the road Hmm. And he was I so mad about that. I also give him credit for taking a shot at the Big Ten. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Him. Well, yeah. that was awesome. But uh, yeah, he said, I guess every year Penn State. I haven't looked it up, but Penn State must start on the road every year. You also, Sorry, James. And you also must feel good about your stature if you're if you're able yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. They got a really good team, and Iowa can't score. So I think they're going to be okay. Uh, ben, what do we got next? Hey, we're going to keep it in Pennsylvania for this next one. Pat Narduzzi, he's had to talk about Pitt fans mm. booing him. The last two weeks, so we'll see what he has to say about that. They had a tough loss to West Virginia. Mm. They did. All concerned about Phil's psyche going into this game after having two rough games, and he was booed against while well, there were boos in the from the home crowd. Yeah, who are they booing? I think they were booing me, just so we're on the same page. Did they say boo Phil or boo Coach? Like there's boos, you know, you know. So I don't know who they were at, but. Um, at least from what I hear, because I don't hear those things with my headphones on. And I'm not sure our kids really do either. You know, um, I'm sure someone said something to him or to me or whatever and said there was booze. You know, I think there was booze in the first game someone said, correct? Because, I mean, like, you know, we're in Boo City. So, um, 
Boo City, PA. Um, but, you know, you know, again, we, I think we talked about that, you know, a week ago or two weeks ago. I don't know when it was, but, uh, you know, hey, it is what it is. If that's what they want to do, that's great. Uh, it should not affect us or our psyche. Print the shirts, baby. Print Boo the shirts. Boo, Boo City, City, Pennsylvania. PA. I'm buying one tomorrow. I interviewed Narduzzi in Charlotte, and I spoke to him off the record and on the record, and he's my favorite coach in the conference. That dude is nuts and awesome in a great way. He's bizarre, and I'm not – we're going to be using him a lot, Ben. I, I like Narduzzi. Who, Especially by the way, if they're not very good. Very if, good they, if, they, if their offense looks like continues to look like this, there's going to be a lot of answers like that. Well, I, the only thing I'll say really quickly, and I can sense his frustration, Pitt is the second winningest team in the ACC since 2019. Yeah. They just won the ACC title a couple of years ago. He's probably like, guys, guys. I mean, I turned I Boo City, I turned Boo City into a championship city, <laughs> and you're gonna boo me? Give me a break. The uh, it, it it is it is interesting in, in college football because that's that's I guess that's the out. Like when a quarterback that the that the fans are not happy with is playing poorly, mm. and the fans boo. They can say, oh, we weren't booing the kid. We're not booing yeah. that 20-year-old. We're booing the coach. Well, the kid is the one that has to go out on the field is you're all booing the coach. And so, I also think they're I booing the kid. I think they're booing the kid, too. But, who, but people will say they're booing yeah. the coach. Who right. can decipher it? You remember uh, Michael Moore, uh, the filmmaker, liberal right. filmmaker. that He won an Oscar for one of his movies. It might have yeah. been uh, – Roger and Me. No, no, it was a no, it was the one in two thousands. It was after nine uh, eleven. Bowling for it, Columbine. That's probably what it was. And he got up and started talking about, uh, you know, y'all got to stop with this fear of orange zones and red zones and green zones for for the uh, you know warnings. And then people started booing him. And then they talked to Michael Moore later. He's like, you know, the first people started booing me, but all those other people that were booing were booing the people that were booing me. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about, man? You, did you ask those people? If they, how do you make that in your head? There's only a small section that was booing me. Everybody else was booing the booers. Right. Yeah. So maybe that's what's happening in Pittsburgh. They're booing the booers. Pat, Pat, Pat's telling himself that anyway. Yeah, I, apparently. I, I just wanted to be on the record. I'm a Narduzzi fan. Let's bring him in here every week. He's funny. All sure. right, keep it going, Ben. All right, we're going to remain in the ACC for this next one. Uh, Dino Babers at Syracuse. Mm. I'm just going to let him do the talking, guys. <laughs> I don't have much to say. What do you expect from your other pass catchers going forward to help replace the production that Rondé Gasson was putting up before? Catching the ball would be great. Coach, uh, uh, speaking of the drops, you mentioned maybe the lights were an issue on Saturday. Did the film show you anything else about the issue with the receivers? No. How did you feel the, the passes were from, from Garrett in terms of being catchable? Good. <laughs> first of all, the, the cameraman. First yeah. of all, so I guess Syracuse, that's like their official feed. They actually do that. They show the, yeah. the they show the people asking, the questions. asking questions. Which Corey is cool. would love that. Oh, I would. <laughs> but like it was the the way it was framed in like the movie. It was almost like something out of the office. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, the was guy like... was not really quick. He's a student, Ira. He's learning on the job. But, but uh, Dino, man, have you ever have you interviewed Dino multiple Jeff? times? And it's not fun, man. He is, is all angry. time all because the thing with Dino Babers is his whole career has been like on the cusp of getting fired. Big season. Extension, extension on the cusp of getting fired, big season, and then every time he has some success, like right now they're three and zero. He'll tell he you just, about it. He just wants to talk mess to the reporters, and 
And so, uh, I mean, it's just, the one word answers is, is comical. I also love the reporter like looking down to write down his answer, which was one word. Yeah, uh, no, he put he said no and it was circling. No, <laughs> you wanna, I'm gonna go back issues. to that when I give my report. Um, <laughs> the, the one thing I will say is that, uh, you know, tip of the cap to that last reporter who, uh, Deeply, uh, I think I figured out like how do I follow up with this? I got a one word answer. What about the placement of the ball for the catches? <laughs> right. Did you feel like the? Yeah. <laughs> how did you feel about it? Good. Uh, I mean, at some point though, and you know, Ira and I have done this forever. Well, Jeff, you interview people too, but Ira and I do it and then have to write stories off it. Right. Uh, I maybe it's because I'm old now, um, older. But I, I would not be able to suffer that. I, I would not. I would. I, I think there's a part of me, especially if I'm having to cover Syracuse football, um, where I just stand up and walk out. Like this is insulting to me at a certain point. Like that. I, you know, we're good. Yes, sometimes you don't need to ask yes or no questions. You need to ask leading questions. But the first kid did, and he still got four words. So it's like if you're just going to be intentionally, it's a bad look for you. But you're lucky people are caring enough about Syracuse football to be there to ask you questions. And if you're going to treat them that way then what's the point of this exercise? Let me just write a column about how you don't care. You, you just, you're, you're not going to talk. That would be my column is how making fun of the way he handles interviews. And the worst part about it is like, you know, like, not to be all Mike Gundy here, but like we're grown men and some yeah. of the people in those press conferences are, but Syracuse, anybody that knows Syracuse, you know, your college journalism programs or communications programs, they, they're the, they're the program for TV sports journalism. Yeah. And so they've got, I mean, a huge population of students that need to cover sports because they all want to go into this career. That's why they pay, they pay a lot of money to go to that school to get a degree in broadcasting because they want to go on and be on ESPN. Like most of the people at ESPN are Syracuse grads. So they have to cover you because that's where they are. And then you're an ass to them. Yeah. You can do at that point though. I always feel like fellas, the great, it's a liberating thing. If he's going to do that, then you're free to be an ass back. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So, so if you say to him, your thoughts on the drops, your thoughts on the receivers over the past weekend, and he says, it'd be nice if they caught the ball. And you can see where this is going right off the bat. And somebody else follows that up about were they catchable balls? Yes. Uh, you know, it, 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 he's given one word answers. At some point, a reporter is going to say, because they have to get a response. They have to write a story. Uh, is that coaching or are they just bad players? Yeah, yeah. Did you it's did you like, were these bad evaluations? Yeah. Or or are you not coaching correctly? Yeah. So it's one or the other, buddy. You brought those kids here. So if you're gonna roll them, let me ask you about you. Yeah. And he would probably yeah, it'd still be a he'd figure out a way to try to make it a one word answer. But Maybe. yeah, I don't I don't especially because they're they're not 0 and three, they're three and oh. Yeah. And the kid just ran for two hundred yards and again their quarterback did. He's a good player. You'd think like you'd be more celebratory. Yeah, Look and that's the thing about him. Well, I was going to say that's the thing about him, though, is in in because he's in the ACC, and we see a lot of his press conferences. The when they have good periods of time where they're playing well, that's when he becomes more insufferable. Oh, it's and, it's a, it's it's like clockwork, buddy. Because I'm in the wa water there, Bayheim. I don't know if you guys remember Bayheim was kind of a little bit insufferable. <laughs> he could be. Maybe that's part of like maybe the Syracuse like broadcasting like professors go to the coaches and say, "Hey, we want to toughen these kids up." Yeah. Tag them. Can you guys both be assholes to the kids that? Yeah, for for their whole for all four years. Yeah, in perpetuity. Yeah, Ben, who we got next? Hey, a little rat poison. Another coach that I'm surprised we haven't seen on here yet, Lane Kiffin. Uh, we got a request mm -hmm. for this one actually. Ward to Dunn ninety three on Twitter says, "Can I get your thoughts on Lane on this week's show?" I appreciate that. 
Shout no out Dave Aranda this week, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. We're running out of time see, for Dave Aranda. Um, on film that led you to make the comment last night about Coach Robinson coaching their defense. Um, that was again. I was asked the question, "What was like going against Steele's defense?" So I wasn't really trying to start this big thing. Um, mm. We saw things on TV copy just where it was different. You know, of first off of what the play looked like, the calls and stuff, and then so we looked into that further, and then I mean. Ain't no secret. We kind of people in these buildings know each other, so obviously got some information that way too. So you know, it's just is what it is. Kind of like the quarterbacks. You know, you got to prepare for a different quarterback, prepare for a different play caller. So we got a game film of that. I'm not sure whatever transpired after Texas, but um, we're gonna have our hands full no matter what. Okay, so kudos to him doing a perfect Nick Saban imitation which is yeah. his total goal there he's even doing the hands on the podium like yeah. he's trying to do yeah he's yeah. He's, he's picked that up over the yeah. last year last he's year. just decided i i give no f's i don't care at all i'm going to have so much fun in this job i've made so much money i don't care i'm going to start imitating chiding i'm going to do whatever i want it's actually become must see he's a little bit of a modern spurrier yeah and but what's funny though is so just for a little bit of context and people that are watching this probably know, but we'll just kind of explain it real quick. But yeah, so Kevin Steele's the defensive coordinator in Alabama, but he's saying that basically Saban has fired him mid-season after the Texans game and is now given uh, the coordinator duties to somebody else. But he said it publicly, and then but I love that when he's asked about it here, he's like, "Oh, I don't, I, didn't, I wasn't trying to start anything." Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. Just asked I just, the question. question. Yeah, I just asked the question. I made this. It. I made this statement that they fired their DC <laughs> after two games. <laughs> Why are y'all making this such a big deal? I understand. This is where what's what's the problem here? A lot of people pretend to be flippant and not care about things. My man has embraced it thoroughly. He doesn't care. Yeah, it is. It is. It's it's refreshing in that conference too, and it's refreshing refreshing in the West because for good reason. So many people kind of bow down to Saban and talk about how awesome he is and don't want to give him any ammunition. Lane Kiffin just does not care at all about it. He he his goal is to do it because I think there's nobody expects Ole Miss to win a national championship. Nobody expects Ole Miss to go and beat Alabama every year. So there's he can coach kind of freely. Like I'm doing the best I can, guys. But while I'm doing it, we're gonna be good, and I'm gonna make fun of the guy in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I'm make you, fun of his program. I'm gonna poke fun at him all the time. Honestly, that if he can put into his contract. Like I'm gonna win nine to ten games. Yeah, I'm gonna win five or six many games in the conference, and I'm gonna make fun of these other coaches. Like that's probably an incentive in his contract. He needs to see how good he can get. So he's getting close on Saban. He's got to put the Coke yeah. bottle up there, and he's got to do that. Like, but start doing it to every other coach in the league and see if they, they every week them. that they play. Every week that they play. Yeah. 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 How good, good can he answer questions as that coach? He goes in when they play LSU. He goes into the deep Southern accent oh, that Brian yeah. Kelly has. Yeah. The old <laughs> Alabama slammer himself. Yeah, that would be so good if if. Lane Kiffin attempted yeah. to do a Southern accent to imitate <laughs> Brian Kelly. Kelly's Southern accent. Yeah, yeah. good with that. That'd be so good. All right, Ben, what do we got? The next one is more of a good one. I just wanted to get your all's thoughts on this. This is Chuck Martin. He is Miami of Ohio's coach, and they just knocked off the fighting Scott Satterfields in Cincinnati last week. Big win for the Miami of Ohio Red Hawks. Yeah, yeah. This Ooh. this is it's been a while. If you if you can be the group that wins it, it's people remember you forever. Like people talk about 
this win for a long time. People remember this win for a long time, especially how it happened, how gutsy it was. And and then I don't know what the longest streak with the bell is. I don't know if we had it or not. I don't know. I don't know the total hits, 120 years. I'm, but I mean, it's been a while like this. You know, every bell you win means something, and it's going to be remembered, no doubt. But this one, because of the losing streak, like I said, you guys, somebody might get a job someday because of this win. Like, there'll be some employee like, hey, you're part of that team. They're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, your resume looked okay, but maybe I'll take a second look at it. Like, that's, that's life. You know what I mean? Those, those are the moments. I love oh, him. He's stuck in 1986. I mean, I, he walked off the Hoosiers set. Dude, yeah, that guy's hair being moosed while he's going bald here with the long Tiger Woods golf shirt sleeves going past the elbow that doesn't fit. This guy, it's 1987. Art, it's, and all, I, I feel like he looks like somebody that must have just lost a lot of weight because the sweater vest everything. looks way too big, too. Huge. Like it's, I've never seen a sweater vest that covers the whole shoulder down, going down to the bicep. I'm I'm down with baggy. I like it. I don't like when dudes wear short shorts. I don't need all of that. My man has embraced whatever we were doing in the '90s with the baggy everything. Yeah. He is, and he's not coming off of it. This is what it's going to be for him every week. Especially now that they beat Cincinnati. I, I like the thought that in ten years, when these players are in the job market, and they have on their resume played football at Miami of Ohio from what Cincinnati. twenty-two to twenty-five, they're going to be like, wait a second. Were you on that team that beat Scott John, Satterfield's Cincinnati you team? Were you the kidding bell? me? Yeah. You won the bell for us. You won the bell after they'd had it for what? Nobody even knows what the bell is except for probably 14 people in Ohio. I didn't even know they played for anything. Who would? They played for the bell. I thought I thought he was telling the media that win was so big that they're going to get jobs out of it. Well, that like would have been funny, books. too. You, you covered it. Just come to our office. Yeah. <laughs> Come to our office and regale us about stories from that game for the next seven years. So forty hours years, a week. Years from now, when the guy's working for the De Detroit Free Press, yeah, and, they, and he talks to a class, and they're like, "How did you get your job?" Well, you know what? As luck would have it, I was part of that lucky <laughs> group of media that covered uh, when they got the bell back. And yeah. next thing I knew, was it like Win Windhorse got the good fortune of covering Jordan? I mean, uh, yeah. LeBron, LeBron, excuse me. Yeah. So that helped his career. So, you, yeah, you, you got to cover the winning of the bell. What a and win, guys, I can't, You know, if you want me to regale you with those stories about the day the bell came home, uh, you know, that. Or I you can just read my book. Or watch the 10-part documentary on Netflix. Right. By the All way, that's those the things name are of available. the book, The Day the yeah. Bell Came Home. <laughs> <laughs> that's an, actually a great name. <laughs> ben, let's That should go. be print the shirts to go along with Boo City. Yeah. I like Boo City. All right, guys, we got uh, Hugh Freeze next up, and maybe Coach Freeze is, is getting a little too candid as his team gets ready for the part of his SEC schedule. Too candid and honest sometimes for some people, but let's, let's just be really clear. We're getting ready to play three teams that have, over the last four to five years, ranked in the top seven to five in recruiting. All right, so you're playing the best recruits in the nation, and um, we're going to be there soon, and that doesn't mean you can't compete and doesn't mean you can't win the game and all of that, but there's a reason they're third in the nation in, on third down defense is they've got a bunch of five stars in the defensive line and at linebacker and at safety and at corner. I mean, they're really, really talented. And when you put on the film, you see that. I mean, their closing speed's incredible. Um, they're physical up front, and it's uh, it's a tall, tall challenge for us in year one to to 
you know, to stand toe to toe with A and M and Georgia next week and LSU the following week. That it's um, um, it's our goal to get there. But that's what reality is. Is is we have we've had about eight months to recruit a half a class, and you know these others have been stacking it, and um, that's why they're ranked third in the country in third down defense. Is they're incredibly talented. So I think that's so I, his, uh, I think that's a peek into the locker room for his pregame speech. On that. So <laughs> I, I sent that to Ben because I. I I saw Jimbo. I went and looked at Jimbo's press conference to see if there was anything good, any nuggets. He was giddy, and, wasn't he? Ira? And Jimbo was on top of the world. I mean, yeah. Jimbo, Jimbo, he's seen some things. He, Jimbo, this week looks like he's getting ready to go on vacation. So I'm like, man, Auburn must really suck. So I actually made that comment to Jeff, and Jeff's like, oh yeah, Auburn's terrible. So then I went and watched Hugh Freeze's thing, and the guy it was like, the first question was like, I saw where Texas a and has the third best pass defense in the country, and he goes into, oh, we're about Wait. to get our these next three weeks, guys. Oh, I hey, know it doesn't stop at Texas A&M, gang. It doesn't <laughs> just stop. Look at who we play after that. That's my favorite part, Corey. Is he wanted to prep them for the Aspen yes. that haven't even happened the yet. next we month. They're not even. They're not even yeah. prepping for those guys. Yeah, it's yet. Saturday. We all know the kind of ass kicking yeah. Auburn's going to take. Yeah. But do you realize that the following week and the week after present just as many ass kickings as this one's going to be Ooh. on Saturday? They may. They may top each other. Yeah, yeah, like they've been stacking those recruiting classes. They may stack ass whippings on yeah. Auburn. Get ready for an ass whipping sandwich, everybody, over the next three weeks. It's <laughs> we'll be lucky. Uh, hey, we're going to go compete, though. We're yeah. going to go compete. We don't have any players. They're not nearly as good as this A&M. Have you seen their closing speed, by the way? Yeah. Holy cow. It's ridiculous. Five stars everywhere. We can't, we're not going to win, but we're going to show up. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna play with a lot of pride as long as the players do not watch a second of this press conference or read any of my quotes on Twitter. Coach, tough loss today, fifty-six to seven. Your thoughts? Well, you know, uh, uh, this they've been able to stockpile talent for years, and if you think this is a badass kick, and wait till next Saturday. Yeah, we got Georgia I mean, yeah, next week. I, I mean, I'm trying to infuse life in this program right now, but I may be too candid for all of you. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry I'm so candid about how horrible my team is the beauty but don't you think if you're doing that if you're if you're Hugh Freeze don't you go to the players at least and be like guys I'm just setting them all up I think we're gonna win I think we're gonna upset them I think we're gonna knock them off but I'm gonna act like we have no chance because you guys all suck but <laughs> and, and they're awesome but don't listen to that understand I know we can win this game I'm I'm laying a trap. I'm setting a trap to get Texas A&M too confident. I hope he does because if they're sitting there watching that press conference, I mean, yeah, man, they're not probably not, not real fired inspired. up to go practice. Yeah, I got to put my body on the line so you can uh, so we can lose by apparently by fifty points to this great <laughs> A&M team. Ben, that one was fun and self-explanatory. What do we got next? We've got one last one left. Our guy Kenny Dillingham, who is oh. uh, struggling a little bit. 29 nothing loss to Fresno State. Yeah, that was for gross. Arizona State. Uh, he was given some interesting analogies, of course. Times the growth you're making, and you at times don't even understand the growth you're making because the results don't reflect it. But eventually, if you continue to water and you continue to do the cultural things necessary and to put the work in, one day it's going to spurt and it's going to grow, and it's going to grow like wildfire. And you just can't lose focus on the end game, and that's getting better, and eventually it's going to grow. Chris Cartman, son of a source. Uh, two questions. First, Kenny, where did you find the uh, bamboo analogy? 
Uh, that actually goes back, ironically, if you ask people at Florida State, they're going to laugh because I think I got uh, destroyed for using that analogy, I believe, when we started 0-4 in year two there. And uh, not many people liked it. And now it's time to turn it into somewhat of a joke uh, over there because, you know, it, it came to fruition. Uh, it started 0-4 and we ended the year 5-3. and And then uh, the next year, you know, they went out and won nine regular season games and look at them now. So it's, uh, it's just what I believe in is nobody knows the work you put in. And everybody, it's a results-driven world. So when people don't see results... They just jump to a conclusion. They don't understand that there may actually be some growth happening. It's just happening under the surface. Mm -hmm. And th those are the teams, and those the, when those jumps happen is uh, when you go from, you know, an average team to a good team, good team to a great team quickly is when all of a sudden it spurts. And uh, it doesn't happen overnight. Nobody knows when it's going to happen, but eventually it's going to happen. Did he use – did, did he say the word foishin? I think he said foishin. Um, foishin, yeah. Yeah. He, he, I, he, he just forgot the, the R. I, I, forgot uh, the look, R. he's I obviously he a bright kid. Word. He's a bright guy because he's wearing the glasses now. So that obviously, I, I thought that was interesting. Like he hadn't been yeah. wearing glasses, but then that press conference well, after he, that. He knew he was going to be a professor for this pre press conference. So yeah. he needed to put those on. But you now, really. Did, did, did we make fun of the. I guess we did make fun of the bamboo. Well, really? But, well, we also problem. believed in the message as we made fun of the bamboo. But it yeah. didn't become a thing because no. of that. It became a thing because it, when it turned out to be that they sprouted instead of spurting. Um, that, spurting he did yeah. keep saying spurting, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Let's go with sprout. Also, the word is not <laughs> foition. If you put a, put the glasses on, you got to actually be able to speak. <laughs> oh, Kenny. We, we Look, we like Kenny. I got no problem with Kenny. No, we got no problem on, with Kenny. Man. And, uh, but yeah, and the the other thing is like, and I, I was funny. I was talking to a friend of ours uh, about this. Well, I was talking to a friend of ours about this topic last week about the bamboo because Kenny had brought it up last week about the bamboo when he did his truffle fries thing. Yeah. Mm, and yeah. and I was thinking, and the, the when I was telling the person, I said I actually believe in the whole philosophy, like the idea that you put in this work and you may not see the results until later and all that. Sure. Sure. And then the, the, my buddy goes, "Yeah, except he really didn't like." In Florida State, it wasn't really about the bamboo growing. It was about going out and getting other plants yeah, from, yeah, from yeah. other schools. He repotted you know? the plant. <laughs> it wasn't bamboo necessarily. It was a new sale. It was a sale yeah. at the nursery, and yeah. they brought in a bunch of new plants. So, do they? Uh, to I don't, uh, Jeff, you're a horticulturist. I know sure. you know everything there is about. Uh, so, I, I think I asked this when Dillingham used it two years ago. So, bamboo just sits there, sits there, and then one day it sprout or sorry, spurts into like a, a huge. It's twelve feet high. Is that you how can bamboo? See underneath the water, Corey, you would see that it's ready to go, and then it all. Oh, here it comes. Oh, here we okay. go. Okay. Yeah, like in a matter out. of days or something. A matter of days, it goes from nothing to like eight feet high. Yeah. Something like that. That's a miracle. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's a good I mean, analogy. Yeah, it is. And guys, when you're done watching this, go find some bamboo documentaries because that, that does <laughs> seem fascinating. I know you can find one on YouTube for sure. Listen, you guys just wait till these 29 to nothing losses come to fruition. Look, and we're able he to misspoke. <laughs> it's fine. Dude. Maybe we misheard him. That no, no ill will towards Kenny Dillingham because he essentially gave Florida State fans and us Jordan Travis. So I don't think if Dillingham, if Dillingham's not in Tallahassee, I don't think Jordan Travis turns into what he turned I into. I do also so like, by the way, that Kenny Dillingham just took credit for Florida State's success. Maybe, maybe well, a little bit. Okay, look, it's, yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. did, he did like Jordan Travis a yeah. lot. 
I kind of like to feel like this is good. Coach Beak is going to be kind of like a book club and that like, we're going to inspire you to go watch your own press conferences. Like, oh, without you know, so, so we're sharing these, go watch Kenny Dillingham's press conferences from later in the week. Cause it's, 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 it's tough times again, like you, Kenny, but uh, he's got Southern Cal this week. Yes. After losing 29, nothing to Fresno. By yeah. the way, and I, I feel like the stress might be getting the, our guy a little bit. He's, and uh, I got to give him credit. Cause I took Fresno in the points. So it was it felt good. <laughs> Oh man, I'm sure he appreciates that. Yeah, thanks, sure Kenny. Does. Keep it rolling, baby. What What could the line be on Southern Cal, Arizona State? I actually gave mean, the points. Fresno was favored, by the way, in that game. Um, I will say 58. I'd <laughs> say 45 or something, yeah. like legitimately 45. Yeah, well, we may bring be. him back next week. Uh, maybe there'll be a new analogy from Kenny next week. Ben, you let that hair flow in the wind, sir. We love it. And for yeah. Corey Clark and Ira Chaffel, we thank all of you for watching Coach Speak. We'll be back again next Thursday where we look forward to coaches trying to explain away how it is they lose at home 29 to nothing or whatever it might be. And, hey, hang in there, Auburn fans. Auburn, you got it's coming, man. <laughs> Talk about a bamboo that's ready to spurt. Not <laughs> just three weeks. Next three Not weeks is going to be tough. But after that, you're going to see a lot of spurting bamboo. Look out. All kinds of spurting. <laughs>